The coronavirus claims yet another group of tech shows, or just shows in general that were coming up, with more probably on the way. And then we talk a little bit about the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip, how much we actually like it, and then give some thoughts on the Galaxy S20 Ultra. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocketnow Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? I have Jaime Rivera on deck this time so that the two of us can sit down and have a chat about the various topics I just mentioned. Now, Jaime is one of the most traveled people that I know, and he travels quite often, so I wanted to get his opinions on how the coronavirus is affecting everything from flights to the various trips that we were meant to go on, but it looks like we won't be able to anymore, including things like Google I.O. 2020. And then with our respective Samsung devices in hand, we talk about our thoughts on the Galaxy Z Flip and the Galaxy S20 Ultra. I'm still jealous that Jaime was able to get the leather cases, the official ones for both of those devices for himself. But in any case, let's go ahead and jump into this episode for a nice chat between myself and Jaime Rivera. So Jaime, for for listeners, Jaime just did a nice little IG story for us. Um, Let me just silence my phone real quick. There you go. Um... (laughs) So, listeners, I may just did a great IG story. Uh, you know, we're all smiles and all that, but I'm going to start off this episode with a little bit of doom and gloom. Can we just agree that life is a mess and the world is a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just agree that probably this country is overreacting to a ton of stuff? In a way, yes, though I will say, um, yeah, and obviously we're talking about coronavirus, listeners. Um, I will say, before we get into the things that were actually affected by this virus that you know we would have gone to, um, yeah. I'm actually close to canceling my upcoming trip to, I haven't even booked anything. I might not even book a trip to Seattle because that's like the epicenter right now of the U.S. problems with the coronavirus. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. And I, I can already imagine the comments and people being like, oh, my God, this douchebag. Like, how could it be that he feels that the country's overreacting and the world is overreacting <laughs> to coronavirus? You know what the problem is? I worked in airports and I did so for 15 years. And so I dealt with SARS, with the pig flu, with the cow flu, with like I've been dealing with so many of these flus for the past what and, and then I became a more frequent tra- traveler than ever. So I literally have been dealing with this for decades. And yeah. I'm not saying that it's not something to worry about. I'm not saying it's not something to have precautions about. I'm saying it's another variation of flu. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Like, dude, like the other day, I, like even Corona beer is having issues in sales because there is a demographic that's actually in the United States that thinks that uh, they can't drink Corona beer. That's the level of overreacting that's happening right now. I'm not saying don't take precautions. I'm saying, can we not overdo this? Like, yeah, of course. If you cancel certain trade shows, you avoid the risk of propagating it. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But like, literally, we've got events canceled all the way until May. <laughs> Like, is that how long, like, come on, the SAR, in the case of SARS, they figured that, like, literally, all they're going to do is grab the virus and mutate it and create an inverse version. Like, it's funny when people get a flu shot, and it's literally, you're getting the flu. Like, people don't understand that what you're getting the flu shot, what you're getting is the flu. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just the mutation of the flu that will make your body, uh, you know, uh, how how do you say that in in English? Sorry about that. It makes Uh, you- Counteract it. I don't know, but it's it's like it helps you prepare. It prepares your body for it. That's literally. Yeah. But then they're like, yeah, I got the flu shot and I got sick. I'm like, well, you just literally got the yeah. flu. 
in order to become stronger to the flu, you have to kind of have the flu. (laughs) So here's uh, the thing, man. Coronavirus is literally, literally destroying a ton of industries right now. It is. Yeah. That's exactly Uh, what I wanted to talk about. We're not going to see each other for a while because the next two shows we would have gone to together are now completely canceled. Oh, they are now completely canceled. But dude, this is like a major deal. Like an airline declared bankruptcy this morning. Over Well, they were already having issues in London. I forget the name of the airline. They were already having issues. This was the largest domestic carrier in the UK. They were already having, like, they were acquired by another company, and the new administration clearly didn't know what to do. And then out of the blue, they get a loan, they get some tax exemptions in January, and then coronavirus hits. Their market just literally plummeted. And, dude, like, you can burn a million dollars in a small airline in a couple of days. Uh, and they went, they just couldn't, like, they don't have the passengers, they don't have the demand. And so, like, I have, I've had so many trips, I, I'm like, wow, I had a trip to Honduras on uh, next Wednesday, I'm like, should I do the trip or not? It's like, I was gonna ask about that, like, you go back and forth from here in uh, South America so many times, like, how, how are you adjusting to the fact that all these airlines are, like, dialing back on the travel and all that? I don't know, dude. And and here's the problem. The less people travel, the more expensive plane tickets become because there's less mm. demand. Okay, that's fair. So initially, initially, because the plane ticket prices are already published, those will remain the same. And obviously, you'll have an opportunity to to uh, gain, you know, to buy a couple of cheap tickets initially just to just to get some people to travel. But eventually, when airlines start doing their analytics for the next three months, for the next quarter, they'll realize that their demand is so bad that their cost per seat has has grown. Literally, mm-hmm. they still have the fixed cost that they need to deal with. And so it's only it's only going to be a downward spiral. Like, can somebody please find an antidote to this thing like now? And everybody yeah. just get a shot. Because like right now, if you want to buy, you know, uh, technology products, it's a, it's a nightmare to get them. Mm-hmm. Certain products that just launched. So many launches have been delayed. I mean, dude, the, can you believe I canceled my Moto Razor order like uh, two weeks ago? <laughs> and and b- why? Because Motorola customer service, I, you know, to a certain degree, I was being a little douchey about it. And then I came to a point where it's like, you know what? They don't know what to expect. Like, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, no, but nobody knows what the status is. And so think about how many com- how many manufacturing companies are being affected, how many airlines are being affected, how much our airline mileage status is being affected. <laughs> I just got gold and now I'm never going to get it again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be lucky if I reach silver now. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And so honestly, I don't I don't know. I yeah. it, it's it's bad. Like it's literally it's really bad. Well, this could be our this could be our opportunity to lament what we're missing out on because if for one thing, you did talk a little bit on Twitter about that whole Moto Razor thing, but your most recent tweet was I could feel the despair coming from you about Google I.O. <laughs> being canceled. Oh my god, dude. Like I was like, no, come on, I.O. doesn't happen until late April. Why are you canceling it now? And I get it. Like all these events, like it's not easy. Like mm-hmm. IFA GPC just got canceled. Uh they canceled MWC. Like in all these shows, they take weeks to prepare. Yep. Totally. And, and so I, you know, I feel bad. Like one of my really good PR friends uh, who has his his own private PR, he literally went independent a couple of months ago. And I'll let you know who it is when we when we finish the podcast, uh, <laughs> just reached out to me. And he's like, dude, like it's it's been dry. <laughs> 
you know, a couple of trade shows canceled. Like, let me know what you let me know if you need any products or anything, because it's like so dry right now. And obviously, PR companies, this is how they make money. Like this is affecting everyone. And Mm -hmm. oh, my God, um, uh, we have a really good mutual friend who recently posted on Instagram how like people are being douchey in cities like San Francisco. Uh, you, like, how do you, how do you, I don't know how you call that phobia. Uh, Uh, something like that, honestly. And it's just, it's just sort of, it's, this is giving people a little bit too much of an excuse to actually act upon these prejudices that they might have already had. Because there are stories like this coming out like more often these days. I I live in Koreatown in, in New York. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. I get the, um, I get the worry a little bit, like just running around in LA even. And like, even even just one time I went to Costco and I thought like, there are a lot of people here who are obviously not of, you know, my persuasion. So I keep thinking to myself, like, if I cough one time, is everyone just going to, like, tackle me in life? <laughs> Dude, I, I felt so bad when she tweeted, when she posted that on Instagram, and I and yeah. I immediately responded to her, and I'm like, girly, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through this. This is horrible. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's the same thing. I'm Latino. You, you remember when Donald Trump won. And so it was the same thing where it's it was Latinophobia and everybody's yeah. like, yeah, Trump is going to get you out of this country. And, you know, <laughs> and no comment about the elections that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, yeah. Th- that's what I'm saying. Life is a mess and the world is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, hello, everybody. What day is it? Yeah. Today? This is Thursday, right? We've got too yeah. many products. Uh, yeah, exactly. But we, we should have so many more products. And sadly, that's not the case. Just all the amount of travel that people want to be able to do for all of these trade shows. And now we're literally being forced not to do it at all. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know about you, but like I, I felt like Google Photos and Instagram memories was like telling me to uh, not it was, take it, it all was for granted. You. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, look what you did three years ago. Like, no, I, I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, it's it's been bad. Uh and I just this has been a weird year in tech because obviously, you know, we, you know, ad revenue continues to go down. And therefore, we, you know, a lot of these trade shows are a good opportunity for us to connect with brands, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and for everybody that complains about the sponsorships that we do on videos. I mean, hey, you want me to po- post up a donation button that also works? Because other than yeah. that, like sponsors are are doing a great job at helping us cover the bills. Uh, so please don't complain. You know, let's embrace sponsors. And we actually don't use we actually don't ever make a video or include a sponsor that we wouldn't recommend. Fair. That's fair. N- nor will we ever do a paid review, you know, a sponsored product that we're also going to do a review on. No, we try to yeah. integrate sponsors into content that's relevant to them. Uh, but, yeah, we use these trade shows as a good way to connect with potential sponsors, which helps us pay the bills. And so this is a really weird year in tech. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, I just wanted to make sure we kind of aired our grievances a little bit uh, on the coronavirus and how it's been affecting everything. But as we did agree upon not too long ago, this week was going to be mostly about the phone I'm using for this very call. <laughs> this would be. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm using the using? Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra right now. There Look you go. Look at this. Look at this in leather. Oh, you got the leather case. And you also got the leather case for the Z Flip. I'm very jealous of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's Z Flip. Oh, here it is. I love... Like, Samsung does know how to make leather. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Z Flip with leather, man. That's the way to... That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Before we get into the S20 Ultra, I don't think I've actually heard, like, your 
maybe in just like a short spurt, your opinions on the Z Flip, your general thoughts so far. I, I love, last... yeah, I love David Amell's review, where he's mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, on Android Authority, he's like, I'm a complicated person. <laughs> I like things that are overly complicated. Like I like to reveal film uh, photography. I like to do all these things that are unnecessarily complicated. And that's the way I I feel about the Z Flip. So it's funny. All of us here, we all have ultras. Uh, We all have, you know, whatever other products are actually going to be launched very soon and are currently under embargo. Um, And regardless, my personal phone right now is a Z Flip. Hmm. It is a Z Flip, and it is for all the wrong reasons. It's a it's this phone you need a smartwatch for for your notifications. You True. just do. Make sure you get a good smartwatch. Um, it's overly expensive. If it's raining, I think twice about bringing it out because it's not water resistant. Yep. Every it, there are so many things. Like I have some huge scratches on the casing, which is the reason I got this leather case. There are so many reasons this phone is imperfect. And yet I just flip it open at a coffee shop and everybody just turns around and looks at you. And I'm like, all right, this is power. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the thought that I had with TK last week as he was just about to return his and he was very sad about that. Why um, did he return his? He well, it's more of a, it? it was more or less a cost thing. Um, he mm-hmm. just couldn't really justify like taking that taking that hit as far as money is concerned because this is dude, a fifteen hundred dollar phone basically dude and people like these videos are doing terribly for everybody yeah. like it's the main reason why i'm like you know what i'm not going to do a review or at least not now like people are clearly not interested in this phone from a review perspective um i feel so bad because that that review from android authority i would recommend you watch it i, I would recommend you watch uh michael fisher's review and also david amell's because, um, like, you know, I feel that the, their perspective is fantastic and yet their videos. Well, Michael's did re- Michael's did good. Not as good as his ha- as channel usually does. But yes. then Android Authorities was like it tanked. Mm-hmm. It tanked. And then your video, which I, I love your video on on the camera experience using this phone. I don't think we've had a video do that bad in dec in a decade. Expectations were high. They were not met at all and i wonder like, if it's because it, galaxy it, it, and it's flip a is a very thing. weak term it's a new term right so it's like there's, there's no traction behind that term we have we all have to keep making content so that later on it finally gets that traction on an seo standpoint which I, is I, odd I feel, that, I feel that a lot of things went wrong with the z flip from a launch perspective i think that samsung sh- should have done the same thing they did with the fold where they should have launched their galaxy s line first they should have used the event as the way to show the z flip and that was all great and we would have gotten our hands on but they shouldn't have done the launch of the z flip before the s20 because because honestly like dude i'm not saying that i love the ultra i i honestly i don't there are so many things i don't like about it yeah, we're going to get um, into that for sure. We're, we're going to get into that. But then in the case of the Z Flip, here's the thing. If I were to extend the Z Flip and I were to put it right beside the Ultra, they are exactly the same footprint. Mm-hmm. And so where I complain about the behemoth of a phone that the Ultra is, and honestly, the fact that I could just close that same screen real estate, sort of, because they don't share the same amount of bezels. But the fact that I could just close this thing and put it in my pocket and it doesn't become as intrusive as the Ultra is like, whoa, I really like this. Yeah, for sure. 
it's there's a certain term that I used last uh, on the last episode. When a product feels cool, it makes you feel cool. And I think you right. you kind of touched upon that earlier about the whole coffee right. shop thing. Dude, like like think about it. Like uh, how many like you're probably too young for this, but when you know when the first Air Jordans came out, oh. half the people that wore them couldn't play basketball, and I can assure you that they bought those Jordans, and the first thing they did was go to a court and play. Uh, Reebok came out with their Reebok pumps, and then LA Gear came out with their LA regulators. Like these shoes changed a lot of how people thought about shoes back in the day in the 90s and people would buy them and they would think that they would play better basketball because they were using Jordans and Mm -hmm. so this is how fashion works and I think the Z Flip is more that is it a better phone than everything else out there of course not no it isn't I would rather use an iPhone 11 Pro for that matter I would rather use an iPhone 11 for that matter I think that the iPhone 11 shoot that's actually a good comparison an iPhone 11 would actually be a far better buy (laughs) Even a Galaxy S10e, which is still in the market, would be a better buy than the Z Flip. Don't buy the yep. Z Flip because you you're looking for a great like if you're don't buy it because you think you're buying a better phone. No, you're mm-hmm. not paying for that. You're paying for an experiment that is still not yet proven, out of which every other company has failed at. But I feel that this implementation is actually really good. I agree. And um, it's a point that I made in another video that $1,380, you could put that money towards even two phones that have better specs than this one. But what you're paying for is the experience and a certain exclusivity that we all used to have back in the day when it came to early, not smartphones, but early phones. We used to have a lot of different phones that we would look for like on eBay and whatnot because they were just so different. And this is literally Samsung like pulling that string. Um, So I, I agree with you there. But with all that said, Let's go ahead and jump into it. The Galaxy S20 Ultra. I would show you mine, but I'm using it for this call. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I have this, I have this lingering thought every single day as I use this phone. And you know, while we might both agree that it's not our favorite phone, I still do enjoy using it every day. But it's this, it's this idea that I want to put in for my final review. The Galaxy S20 Ultra is kind of like that friend that you're happy to have around all the time, but once in a while they just try a little too hard and you tell them, okay, calm down, guy. <laughs> like, It's the phone that tries too hard. That's what I keep thinking. All right. So here's the thing. I feel that, for example, I feel that there are certain decisions, design decisions that were made with this phone that make it not appealing. First of all, like there are certain phones that I can't name right now that use different materials and these different materials provide a better experience. And so here's the problem. This is a phone made of glass. It's a very glossy glass and Mm -hmm. this is a behemoth of a phone. It is huge. The camera hump creates this level of imbalance in in its in the body and I hate that I can't mention the other phone right now because it's literally almost the same implementation on a much smaller footprint and you know it doesn't feel as bad as the ultra and so I feel that that Samsung needed to experiment with other materials to build this phone because the moment I slapped a case on it like uh, you know we have a sponsor subcase uh, those cases because they're not um, because of their footprint 
they make the phone feel really good. And so, and the same case with Samsung's leather case, like the moment that I strapped a case on it, I started liking it. But if this, that is the one phone that I've used bare that I'm like, no, I can't use this like this. Like I, it feels like if it's going to fall. And so it feels, and so that's, that's, that's the point that I'm trying to make. It feels uncomfortable to hold. It feels too large to use. But as I told Anton, our editor in chief, as I told him when he asked me, we were still under embargo, and he's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, this is the ugliest phone I've ever liked. Mm. And so so here's the preamble. It doesn't feel right, but it, but it does a lot of things really well. Yeah, exactly. The, the first thing is, once you use, like I, like I use 90 hertz on OnePlus phones and I could care less. I didn't really notice much of a difference on the 90 hertz versus 60. And people were like, look at how buttery smooth it looks. And I'm like, it looks the same to me. Like, I could really not tell the difference on 90 hertz, even on the Pixel. Like, I don't really tell. Mm-hmm. Once you start using a phone at 120 hertz, it spoils you. It yeah. really spoils you because this, you can tell a difference. You mm-hmm. can tell a difference. You can totally tell a difference of how quick it is and its touch response. Like, this phone feels powerful. It gives you the impression of power in the display. Obviously, it is the best display. I love the fact that it's no longer curved. I love it. It doesn't yeah, look fair. as fancy, but it But feels... that kind of contributes to its handling, though, right? You know, the fact that there's no curve there is part of why it feels like more of a behemoth. No, but that's the thing. When you had the curve, you had zero palm rejection. So you yeah. have to remember that the only, like, it was only the Wacom digitizer phones, the Galaxy Notes, that had better palm rejection. The S was never famous for it. And mm. so here, here's my biggest problem. I, I, I just, I wish that Samsung would have continued the legacy of the S10 Plus. They would have brought us an iteration of that same design, which was crazy light, just impossibly light. And then if they wanted to flatten the screen, great, and then then I wouldn't have cared. And so, like, I love the S10 Plus. For me, that was probably my favorite design of 2019. And so for me to, like, I I, don't get me wrong. I don't like the S20. I don't like the S20 Plus. And the only reason I put up with the Ultra is because of everything it can do. Mm. So on on the topic of everything that it can do, this is another thought that I had. Clearly, a lot of what this phone does right, and of course, you know, this is all ahead of like our final reviews and whatnot, but um, a lot of what this phone can do is what we expect from Samsung, though. And it's it's exactly what they have been able to build over time. I just feel like they were throwing a bunch of really big numbers on top of their already established capabilities. Okay, yes you know, and no. 100, 108 megapixels is a good number, but it's still a yeah. Samsung processing and it doesn't look that different, honestly. Okay, and that's... So yesterday we published our iPhone, uh, our comparison with iPhone 11 Pro, and that's the longest video I've ever edited. It was actually a 50-minute video that I, I – it's funny because all the questions that I had in the comments were like, yes, but you didn't talk about reverse wireless charging. And I'm like, dude, I, I was and I had to delete that part because the video was already 16 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then other people were like, yeah, but you didn't talk about – I forgot what other performance. And I'm like, I did. These were my – and I actually copied and pasted the, the things that I had in my script. The video was too complicated. Why? Because this phone is – it's not easy to compare this phone against anything. Because yeah, true. From a spec sheet perspective, there is nothing out there that's even close to everything this phone has in power. Let me just give you an example of how powerful this phone is. 
the reverse wireless charging on this phone is faster than most any wireless charging pad that is not Samsung that is in the market right now. At 7. Point, what is it? 7.5 watts. Every other char- wireless charging pad is 5 watts. Like the no, this is 9 watts. Shoot, the iPhone, wireless charging, the iPhone can barely do 7.5 watts in wireless charging. So if you were to use an Ultra or any of the I don't know about the other S line, but the Ultra particularly is 9 watts. Mm-hmm. Like even its reverse wireless charging is usable. Even that is usable. Obviously, it it does wireless charging at 15 watts. It brings, a, a, you know, it, it's such a powerful phone. My biggest complaint and what I said in the comparison is it's like all the numbers are there, but it feels like if Samsung grabbed the software of its S10 Plus or its Note 10 Plus and they still haven't matured, matured that software to talk to its new hardware. That's yes. what it feels like. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's how. That's how and, I feel as well. And then, and then you, you know, we saw Michael Fisher, and we saw other people complain on Twitter about the experience of using it. And then the response from Samsung is, "Yes, we're waiting for a major software update." And I'm like, "Wait, you're waiting for a major software update?" But then you told us when we received the review units that there's no embargo for the review. So what were you expecting? I yeah. like I was never told that this was pre-production software. Mm-hmm. And by the time and this s- episode comes out, the phone is meant to go out to people already. It's already well, available in stores. And, and and most likely we are. So it's the reason why our review is not live yet. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't make a review on a product with pre-production software. Like, what's the point? Like, what am I going to so, tell people? Hey, listen, like, this is wrong, but it's probably going to get better with software. No, I don't. Now, and that's, that's, that's how my conclusion went in the comparison yesterday. Which one would I pick, the $1,100 iPhone 11 Pro Max or the you know Galaxy S20 Ultra? And what I said was this, from a potential perspective, because people are going to pay so much money for this phone, you either don't care about price or you're thinking about making a major investment for something that you're going to keep for a couple of years. Yes. And so here's the thing. The Ultra has all the hardware that the iPhone will never have. There's really nothing that Apple can really do with the software that'll make the iPhone any better than it already is. Everything is already implemented. Mm-hmm. And so the only phone that has potential is the Ultra. Potential. Whether that potential is achieved, I don't know. It has been, like in the reviews of the S10 Plus. Like That's the reason why I love doing After the Buzz videos, because I get a perspective of the product uh months later and i'm like well they promised this in a software update and it's here they promised this and it's here dude i've been testing the 5g on this thing and it's freaking epic the performance this phone does not cough like it is a behemoth of a phone in most everything and but the biggest problem is when you tell me something in a slogan like it's going to change photography (laughs) oh okay no it has the numbers to achieve it, but the software is not there. Like, can you yeah. guys just go sit down with Leica and whatever tuning has been done for Huawei phones? Can you just bring that tuning into this hardware and you're going to have an amazing camera? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, fair. So have you have you experienced some of these? You, you touched upon a debate that people were having on Twitter, and I, I, I kind of chimed in a little bit. I feel like my perspective on the whole software updates, especially when it comes to the cameras, I feel like my perspective is very neutral. Uh, that's just kind of how I am. You know me. Um, I was just like, you know, when I'm testing a phone and there are some, let's say, issues, quote unquote issues with the camera software, camera hardware, whatever the case may be, and they say that it's going to be done with the software update, it's going to be fixed with that. I don't know. Like by the time I put out a final review, if it hasn't been fixed by then, the way that I look at it is, well, it's it's not ideal, it's not great, but it's what we got. 
and it's just sort of like the nature of the device that's in my hand it's like I you and i we both know that the gh5 doesn't have good autofocus are they oh. they tried to update it <laughs> no but, but after but after the last update dude it's like it got better yes it, but how it long didn't did it just take? it didn't just get better it's crazy great yeah it's usable it's crazy it's definitely yeah, it is totally usable, usable. Yeah. It is totally usable, um, but yeah. But for like, about the better part of two years, I was just there like, you know what? It's just sort of a given that with this device in my hand, the autofocus is not gonna is not gonna quite be there compared to some other ones. And in my head, that's how I felt about the S20 Ultra if it was gonna have a couple of issues. If a software right. update comes a little bit later, then that's cool. And I'm like, yay, they fixed it. But I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to wait for the update. I also don't think it's that bad of a thing to actually do the review before the update. And then find a way to follow up later. I don't know. That's again, I'm a neutral it, guy. <laughs> it, it's gonna be a very, it's gonna be a very tough one, and that's the main reason why I don't want to do two reviews. It's just gonna be one, and that's gonna be it. And this is the final product yeah. that you're gonna buy. Do I recommend it or not? I have a hard time not recommending it because this is like, do I recommend the Porsche or not? Of course, I would recommend the Porsche. Is buying a Porsche better than a Tesla? Ooh, that's a big question because both products are able to achieve the same speed, but they have completely different ways to get there. Yeah, you know, so it's it's very hard. Like mm-hmm. this is literally the most powerful smartphone ever made, ever. Like literally, the size of the die of the primary camera is second only to the Lumia 1020. The size of the die of the telephoto is the exact same size of the primary die of the Oppo Reno 10X. It's oh, huge. Okay. It's massive. Dude, the size of the microns on the ultra wide are exactly the ones on the iPhone 11 Pro Max. On the ultra wide. Like, mm-hmm. can you throw me any other number here? Not like, it's like, it's or like, what's not, the craziest? Not ones I can talk about right now, I'll say that much. <laughs> well, yeah, well, what's the craziest camera we can make? Like, what's, what are the craziest specifications? And so that's literally, like, I think that the name is perfect, Ultra. It's literally an extremist phone. Yeah. And so do you think do I do I do I think that people are going to be disappointed? No, I don't. Mm. I feel that people are going to use this phone are going to feel proud that this phone like I don't feel that this phone produces less quality than iPhone. And dude, the iPhone 11 Pro was my favorite camera of 2019. Now, does it change photography? No. No, no, it does not. Or at least not yet. Outside of testing purposes, have you gone anywhere even past five times zoom? <laughs> okay, so or ten, no. Or I, okay, no. So I actually like to do street photography, um, and mm-hmm. I like actually I've I've fallen in love with the twelve to thirty five f two point eight on my Panasonic on the GH five. Um, I just I like that crop effect for street and 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 even for b-roll video that's what i've been experimenting with lately and i love it i love that tight shot and so for me the 10x is act like i don't know if 10x but at least the 5x for me is like oh i love this i hate the fact that you're forced into it by default i would love for samsung to give me the option pick what you want because for me 2x is enough like 2x is literally your equivalent to a 50 millimeter like you don't need more than a 50 millimeter on a full frame. Like that's like, that's great street photography. Yeah. You know? And it's, so I'm like, shoot, like, like what is a, what is five X? What is that equivalent? Like, I have no idea. It, it, like there are so many things that are just done wrong from an implementation perspective. Don't force me into five X and don't force me into five X on video. Cause there's no stabilization there. 
mm-hmm. then there's the problem where if you like fully zoom into like 100x, which is completely useless, dude, like you have a hard time stabilizing the camera at that point. Like you're going to be able to see every single jitter and the, and the camera provides no, no stabilization. And so what I say yesterday in, in the comparison is like, listen, guys, the iPhone can't do everything that the Ultra does. But at least the iPhone is not trying to brag about it. It's not swa- it's not stamping a hundred X on the camera lens, exactly, which is completely useless. And that's it's the thing. Compl- that's why I say the S twenty Ultra is the phone that just tries too hard. Like you're happy to have it with you, but it's just like it's trying so hard to impress you. And like maybe this is just the beginning of you know what we're what we're going to see in twenty twenty one and beyond. But like. This is the start, and then we we trickle down a little to where things are a little bit more perfected and refined. Dude, here's the thing. If you buy any point-and-shoot camera, every single one of these is like 5X, Mm -hmm. 5X optical. That's as far as it goes. What was wrong about just slapping 5X on this thing? 5X is still good. Mm -hmm. It's still good. And it's capable of 100x because of its hardware. It's just not usable. But I think yeah. that the number that should have been slapped behind this phone was 5x. Same way that I felt about the Oppo Reno 10x. You can tell me as much hybrid as you want that this is 10x. Tell you what, just tell me what's usable. And so the phone actually, like the Ultra particularly, optically it can only do 4x. The Reno could do 5x optically. That's yeah. about it. Like, just tell me that it's a blend of hybrid and whatever and just call it 5x. And that's just enough. Yeah, I would say 10, perfectly fine with the S20 Ultra. You could put 10 on the back. That's a point and shoot range. You, yeah, that's, dude, that's that's literally, yeah, you're saving yourself 300 bucks on a point and shoot. And, and like, I, again, it doesn't change photography. I, it just does not. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. and, but, you know, I felt the same about the P30 Pro where it's like, yeah, now we're doing different kind of subpixels. We're doing RYYB. And then when I grabbed the phone and I took the photos and I'm like, well, they look the same. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, where's the difference? And it's not like a, until you go into like ultra low light that that thing could like take photos like night vision. Yes, true. How often are you going to take photos like that? You're never going exactly. to. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I love the bragging rights, but these are things that consumers will never use. And these are the things where I praise Apple for. Apple will never tell you that you can do something that your product can't do. I mm. like that. I like that. Don't oversell your product. If we were to forget about all the marketing jargon and forget about everything that Samsung promises with this phone and just grab the Ultra as a competitor, as a as a smartphone, it, does it change photography? No. Is it a great phone on its own? Ooh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. My biggest problem is when you ask me if I would, if I had a Galaxy Note 10 Plus, if it were 5G, I don't have the 5G variant, but if I had the Note 10 Plus 5G, and I had to pick between the Note 10 Plus 5G and the Ultra. Ooh, I would pick the Note 10 Plus. Oh, okay. And you're actually experiencing those 5G speeds. I don't have any card that SIM card that will allow me to do that, so I can't say anything about that. Yeah, but apparently yeah. it's amazing. No, huh? like I would totally like if I had uh, one of the 5G Note 10 Pluses, that would be my phone. Yeah, and it's and it's the first time that I feel like I just I don't notice much of an improvement because how how often do you use 5 or 10x i don't feel that that should be the selling point to make any product this expensive yeah indeed but there are a lot of things that are in that phone that like slowly but surely each and every little incremental increase also increases the price 
you know you get a ton of ram in there i'm locking games in the background that i never lose my place in um you said the 5g 5g is itself is still a very expensive feature well, to have on well, a phone. yeah but we were having this conversation with brandon miniman where he's like you know what i think that the seat the sweet spot is the s20 plus mm-hmm. yeah he's like are you I'll are like, you getting those by the way are you going to get the plus no, and the regular S20? no well not that i know of and okay. uh, to be uh, to be honest with you I, I wouldn't mind taking a break from galaxies right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. A part of me does want to check out the smallest one, though, because I know that that's it's, it's but, still a but, bit of an outlier. But here's, here's, to here's the problem. They completely changed the, the approach where it's like it's not really a small one. It, it's not a replacement to the S10e. This is literally a, compar- a competitor to the 11 Pro. It doesn't even compete against the 11. There, yeah. is, no, there is no iPhone 11 competitor. There is no S10e. This is literally um, a completely different category where this is their iPhone 11 Pro pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally what it is. Yeah. You know, and so and so it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. And so what they did was keep the S10 line for another year, which makes a lot of sense. I just yeah. I don't know. I I who are their designers lately? I can we just rehire the guys that did the S10? Like that was a beautiful phone. Yeah, that was I agree. such a beautiful and minimalistic phone. Why did we have to change that? Well, we had to put a telescope on the back. That's why. <laughs> Which you know, like I do you uh, do you use it? No, I mean I shot a palm tree. That's about as far as I wanted it to go. But that's it. That's all that I did. Um, all right. Well, some thoughts on the S twenty Ultra and whatnot. It's great to have you back on the show. I do have Thank one you, last man. question. I do have one last question for you, um, just to just to make sure the show is a tiny bit current with stuff. Um, are you at all going to get some time with the Mate XS? They have a little bit. I'm I'm seeing a little bit of like trickle. Like some people are getting some time with it that I wouldn't. I I, I hear expected. I hear that some people will. I have not been offered. Yeah. If they offered, I'd love it. Mm-hmm. I love I love it from a perspective that I feel that that is the perfect foldable at the wrong time. It is too ahead of its time. And the reason why I say that is because first of all, if you close that thing, it looks like a Galaxy Note 9. Mm-hmm. And so my biggest gripe with the fold, and people people could say that they love it all they want. I did not like it. Like I like the idea and I love the I love tablets and I loved having that thing as my tablet. I just hated that it was a really bad phone. And so mm. there's a reason why tablets aren't selling much, but phones are. If yeah. it's not going to be a good phone, then we have a problem. And so I feel that the footprint of the, I, you know, the footprint of the Fold makes a lot of sense. But when closed, it's completely useless, whereas the Mate 10, the Mate X, or whatever they want to call it, that was a completely different bar- ballgame. That was, like, really useful, really practical. Um, and then you unsnap it, and it becomes a Kindle Oasis. Like, for me, that's the perfect design. You do have the problem that if you drop that thing, it's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the screen is on the outside; it's completely plastic, and so, yeah, no, definitely. Like, unless you give me like this crazy warranty, like, sure. So again, would I want to try it out? Of course, I would. I think that that's the perfect foldable. But that's not to say that there that it's the perfect, you know, foldable compared to everything else that's out there. I still feel that that you know. 
we have debates about this. Like, are foldables worth it? And, you know, people are like, why is that, uh, you know, Z Flip worth it? I'm like, it's not. You don't need it. You're perfect. Like, I, I started my my weekend with it, or what video was it? Oh, against the against the, the Razor. And I'm like, let me start this video off by saying you don't need a foldable. You don't. You're perfectly fine with your flat slab. You don't need to make this jump. Now, if you join me in missing the slide-out keyboards and missing those days when technology was actually cool and different and your phones were full of buttons and it was just that level of innovation, then this is the phone for you, you yeah. know? And so, uh, you know, I had some time with the, Mate, with the Mate X. I really liked it. I did. Yeah, I remember. I remember you were all about it. I really liked it. I I was like, you know, I saw it at the demo initially, and then I was like, whatever. And then it's funny. I go to a Huawei meeting, and then one of the one of the Huawei executives, who's actually a good friend, he's like, uh, so what did you think about the Mate X? And I'm like, I don't know. It's like. It, you know, and I just started rambling and rambling, and he's like, <laughs> uh, and he's like, I think I think I know exactly why you don't like it, and I'm like, why? Because none of you were allowed to touch it, and I'm like, exactly. And so the guy pulls it out of his pocket and he gives it to me. Oh, nice. And the and the but he's like, give me your phone, and I'm like, why? Just give me your phone and put it on video recording, and I'm going to record your face. And so I'm like, okay, fine. And so he starts recording me, and that's actually part of the video. Is the moment that I start playing with it, and I'm like, whoa, for a prototype, this feels like a complete product, mm. which was yeah, not the was... way we felt about the fold back then. In indeed, and it didn't pan out until some problems happened, and then he had to fix that. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure that Huawei had those exact same problems and they just didn't tell anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah. Um, all right, cool. Some quick reactions about that, because I remember how much you loved the Mate X. Uh, but yeah, with all that said, um, you know what? I'll go ahead and keep this part going. Uh, Jaime, go ahead and tell everybody where to find you before I get into the outro. You can find me not on airports anymore. Yeah, not, <laughs> not for a while, sadly. at least. My goodness. <laughs> Jaime Rivera on Instagram. That's pretty much the only social net social network that I actively use, and that I've actually stopped using. I don't know if you've noticed. I, I've I've had this level of disappointment with social media and just how a lot of people use it for gossip and everything, and it just oh yeah whatever. Uh, I'm just too busy lately. We if I'm churning out videos, I need to stop looking at people's stories, and I just you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I need to stop giving people a reason to you, you, we're in this like very uh, sensitive time um, I guess in society where people people are like en envious or of whatever you know either stuff mm -hmm. we do the other day I got this comment from somebody where, where it came like a, like an envious comment and I'm like yeah you feel that way about the travel life or the tech life or whatever you do realize that I did this pretty much for free for two years and that I yeah. put in the hard work to get here. It's not that mm -hmm. people just, you know, it's not that companies just want to give us phones or, you know, put us to travel here and there. It's literally, there was a lot of hard work. Josh, how long did it take you to grow that channel, man? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm coming up on the, on that second uh, year. You know, and I'm proud of you, buddy. I am so proud of you because like you reached hundred K in a year, it took us five. It took mm. us five years to reach a hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah, and people just you know what? People it's, just don't know that part of the story. 
I was about to say, like, they don't know that part because um, what they don't realize, and even then, what you said, perfectly, perfectly, like, that's the story. But the story continues from there in that it's not like the work has ever ended. We're still building up to be able to continue to do what we do. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, Jaime Rivera on Instagram, you'll probably see me there cycling, and that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, P- uh, P- Peloton. Well, what was it? That? Peloton uh, partner or something. <laughs> Me- MediaTek partner. That was a that, oh, was a that was a really nice gift from MediaTek. Thank you for that. <laughs> awesome. Thank you again to Jaime for being on this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. If you do want to follow me and whatever I'm doing on the interwebs, you can find me on all social media networks at JVTechT. I'm JV, I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. You can also find my channel where I will be having reviews and further content on the Galaxy Z Flip and the Galaxy S20 Ultra that we talked about in this episode over at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. You can find Pocket Now on all social media networks at Pocket Now is the handle. And then, of course, get over to the Pocket Now YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Pocket Now and subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you so much for listening to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. And if you are new here, welcome. We have episodes every single week and you can follow it on any of the various podcasting programs that you wish to use. From there, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you once again for listening and we will see you in our next episode.